Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. We're really excited to have today's guest with us. I have to say, to me, I think he's one of the most soulful vocalists doing his thing today. He's been making music for some time now, both as a solo artist and lending his voice to artists like Stevie Wonder, Bob James, Michael McDonald, Take Six, and projects with his brother, Kirk Whalem. One of his new releases with Michael Manson called You Go To My Head is climbing up the charts right now. And his newest solo project called Organic Music is one of, I have to say, one of the most fun and enjoyable listens I have heard all year. Please welcome to the show today, songwriter and vocalist, Mr. Kevin Whalem. Kevin, thank you for being on today, man. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it, brother. That was a great introduction. I'll just copy that and just, you know, let everybody else hear whenever (laughs) I'm supposed to do anything. (laughs) You you can feel free to use it at your leisure, man. Use it however you want. So I got to say, man, when when I started listening to organic music, it was just a fun record to listen to enjoyable and that i'm putting it out there now that's gonna be my sunroof open rolling down the street in the summer that's gonna be what i'm gonna be bumping my neighbors might get sick of me but that's okay i love that so so i love that brother tell me how that project came to be because it's unique in a couple of ways I tell you, I tell you what. You tell me how it's unique, and then I'll I'll answer your question. Yeah, well, one, it's unique because it's live, right? We don't get that many live recordings anymore, you know, and that's really kind of a treat. The other thing that I felt was unique about it was that you were purposefully trying to give the listeners a taste of what it's like to create music, right? Which is another thing. Like when you go to a show. You know, like you guys as artists work really, really hard to make everything polished and everything perfect, right? But we as listeners don't often get a chance to kind of peek behind the curtain, if you will. Right. That Let me tell you something. I, I'm going to do my hands like this and go, thank you, Jesus, because <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted to relate. It, yeah. I wanted to pull the listener into an environment that said this, you don't need a lot to groove yeah 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 you don't need a whole lot of instrumentation computer uh, you know sounds and filler and and all of that yeah. because if you think about it when you're in your shower or in your car and you're singing by yourself you are in your mind you are grooving just as hard as anybody else in the world with all of this other accoutrement right so what i was trying to accomplish first of all i shrank my stage i didn't use a full band okay I didn't have a drummer. Hmm. I didn't have a keyboard player. I didn't have background singers. I didn't have a horn, any of that. Right. I had, it was me with my voice. It was my, my man, uh, Jay White on bass guitar, electric bass, and my buddy Joshua Lutz on acoustic and electric guitars. And I was sitting on a, a Latin instrument called a cajon, okay. which is a box, that, a wooden box that you sit on and slap in different areas, low and high, to have different timbres and and tones, low and high, and all of that. So I was the drummer. I was the replacement drummer for the night. And I was playing as I was singing, which is not something I normally do. 
I, I don't normally play anything while I'm singing. I can play bass, but I don't play bass when I'm performing. Gotcha. So that it was all new. It was it was new, 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 new for me, new for the audience. And I wanted them to come with me. Trust me. Come with me. We're gonna do these songs and we're gonna allow you to just 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 close your eyes and just bob your head. Yeah. So so the mix is very different. And I know a lot of people who aren't musicians will wonder what what's different about this? Why, why am I why does this sound so empty or or whatever you know and once they hear me say what i what i'm going to say on the record they'll go oh oh, okay so this is on purpose this is this is an attempt to do something different now i won't be doing a lot of that in the future but it was something that i wanted to do then now and here's the thing i did not know Uh that it was being recorded Oh, really? Okay. No, huh. no, no. The, 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 it was just something that that location does just for every wow. show that they, that they allowed, that they put on. And it wasn't until 2021. Okay. That my, and that show took place in 2017. Wow, no kidding. Right. So it was in the last quarter of last year that okay. my manager called me. He said, man, I was cleaning out my desktop and I was dragging files to the trash and I, I, I saw this one and it had your name on it and right before I dragged it into oblivion uh-huh. he said I clicked on it and it was you singing and I was like he said he was like what is this from and I'm talking about four years ago at that point so he said he started listening he said man that's that that's that show we did and so he called me and said, dude, we need to go ahead and release this yeah, yeah. as a live concert because it's a it sounds great. And I don't see any reason that, you know, once we once we get all the mechanical licenses and all that stuff in place that we can't can't put it out. And that's what that's exactly what we did. So my manager, uh, Adrian Granderson, who goes by the by the ubiquitous name of A.G., lives in Nashville okay. and. He's just, he's, you know, he's a business owner. He's, he's, he's owned a performance venue before, a, a bar, a restaurant. So he's that kind of guy. He's just an entrepreneur from the ground up. And he, he has, he agreed, since he's one of my closest friends, he agreed to, to manage me a few years ago. And we've, we've done nothing but, but lock in together and do fun things and things that he knows me. Yeah. He knows I won't do just anything. Yeah. And and he knows that you know I have certain criteria that I have to be comfortable with yeah. in my career. Yeah. And uh, and he's just the best manager for me. He's he's a good guy. And man, that that record, I'm so glad you connected those dots. That's why I asked you to say what it was yeah. Yeah. for you before I yeah. answered the question because I wanted to see if mm-hmm. if I had accomplished what I set out to do. And I'm so grateful that you said that. Well, you definitely did. And I, I mean, and I didn't even talk about the songs that are on there, right? Because you know the songs that are on there are just like man. You just keep hitting them and hitting them with some great songs and the way you deliver it. And that's, a, that's an amazing story that speaks to a lot of different things, right? It speaks to the timelessness of music. And then I would have to say the beauty of just going out and doing what you're doing and the authenticity of it and how that connects. And I'm so glad you released it. And I think a lot of people that listen to it are going to be really happy that you released that. 
I'll tell you this. So far, the response has been fantastic. Yeah. You know, I've had people hit me on Facebook and Instagram, and they're saying all kinds of wonderful things. And one lady said, because I cover, you know, several tunes on here, cover and one lady said about uh, Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. She yes. said, don't listen to this one if you're not ready to cry your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I introduce, I, I do a short intro of most of the cover songs that I've done on that record. Uh, not all of them, but certainly most. And I just kind of give a, a little synopsis or a little summary of what it's about to happen and why and that kind of thing. So that that story, if you know the story of Tears in Heaven, it's yeah, just it's almost it's almost too much to take. And then once you once you hear it, it's like because you're listening now yeah. with the information. Yeah, exactly. you're listening with the information of what happened, and now you're listening to the lyric differently. Yeah, and you are sitting there like, "Gee whiz, man, this is yeah, yeesh. yeah." You know, so yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. That so you talked about, and I love I love it when artists say things like this because it really gives me a peek inside of their process, but you talked about the fact that you don't just do things to do things. So tell us, and you've worked with so many different people, right? And so tell us what it takes for you to say, yeah, this is something that I want to lend my time and my talent to. Yeah, that's a great question. I really do take it on a case by case basis Mm -hmm. because I don't want to give the impression that because someone believes differently than I do, or someone's sexual orientation is different than mine, mm-hmm. that I won't do anything with them. Yeah. Uh, I have to judge it based on my interest, yeah. what it is, what is it for, mm-hmm. and you know a couple of other logistic things. Yeah. You know, like literally, how long will I be away from home, and how far away am I going? You know, some of the things like that really come into play at some point because of because of things that I already have going on. So it just, it just depends on my level of intrigue, mm-hmm. uh, interest, and what I think I can contribute yeah. to something like that. I, I have a quick story for you. I was way back in 90, hmm, whatever year it was that R. Kelly and his, his then group, R. Kelly and public announcement. Yeah, I remember. Because I was living in Chicago. I was living in Chicago from 91 to 97. Okay. But whenever it was that his group had won this Natalie Cole, it was called Natalie Cole's Big Break. I remember that. And they had won the grand prize at the end of the season. And Robert chose that moment to leave the group Uh and go solo. Uh And so... I was already kind of known around Chicago for gigging, you know, working around town. I hadn't been there, but I got there in 91. So I can't remember if that happened. It must have happened in like 92. So his group, Public Announcement, once he left the group, they were left without a front man. Okay. And somehow they got in touch with me huh. and asked me if I wanted to replace Robert R. Kelly. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a story I don't tell often. But <laughs> I went in, I went in to meet with those guys at somebody, one of the uh, band members' house. And once they, you know, told me every nice guys. Once they told me everything, and I said, "Are you looking to kind of keep going the kind of same 
artistic direction as as Robert. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm I'm not your guy, man. I said, I appreciate it. Really, I'm, I'm flattered yeah. uh, that you would call on me and consider me. But I, I couldn't sell that, man. I said, I, that's just not, that's just not me. And, and I would, first of all, we don't have the same timbre. We don't have the same vocal range. Robert has a very high, thin tone. I don't, I'm, you can just tell from my, my, my speaking voice, I'm not, I don't live on that street. Right, right. So I just, I, I, from a logistic standpoint, I was like, yeah, they're going to, you're going to want me to, to, to sing those songs. Yeah. I know because their hits already, the yep. ones that Robert sang. I said, I, I, I know that my voice doesn't even match. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm not spiritually i'm not your cat yeah. i'm not the guy that's gonna get that that ball over the, over the goal line and they they appreciated my honesty thanked me for my time and we we went our separate ways that's cool though but you know it's a that's kind of a testament too though like i was when i had your brother on we we were talking about some things and one of the comments i remember making is that you know principle ain't principle until it costs you a little something right and to be guided by you know, knowing that you're right, because a lot of people would have been like, hey, this opportunity to be famous and all that kind of stuff. But it's cool that you say, hey, no, this is this is me and this is what I do. And and to stay and to stay there. I think that's probably one of the reasons why you've been successful in your own right. Well, I appreciate it. I, I You know, it's, it's just a matter of just trying to keep it real, man, with with the people that that keep it real with me. And now I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, you know, it's kind of like you're trying to build a business and someone offers you say, hey, you want to do this? And then you try to charge them some ridiculous amount of money because you're trying to get rich off of one contract. Right. You know, it's like, right. dude, build, build your client base, build yeah. your clientele, build trust. Yep. And, you know, it, it will come to you. Now, I'm at a point now where I pretty much have the kind of pedigree, if you want to call it. I don't, I don't that kind of that's kind of elitist, but I but it it it. I don't know another word that will sufficiently say what that is, but mm -hmm. I, I, I have a certain level. I have a certain financial commitment yeah. to myself, yep. to my, you know, to everything that I do and what I have yeah. to, to take care of. I have a certain level that must be met. And if you, if you can't do that, yeah. then we don't, I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world. If, if I don't do your festival, right, right, if right. If I don't do right. your, you know, if I don't do your your show in your yeah. city, I'd love to, but yeah. there is a certain, yeah, level that I, that you got to come to, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. if you're not, if you if because at some point, if you don't value you, yeah, how are they going to? That's a if, great if you don't point. set if you don't set a standard, if you don't set a boundary and say, yeah, well, you know, it's. And you have to make them feel good. You have to make them feel like it's okay. You know, if we if this doesn't if this doesn't work out, you will get up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. and it's not the end of the world that you didn't book me for your what's yeah. it. And it doesn't make me a bad guy. It doesn't make you a bad guy. It yeah. just is what it is. Because if you don't bring up your standard after thirty years of effort, I've been yeah. in this thing thirty years. Wow. And if after 30 years, I'm still allowing myself to be paid because a lot of people don't understand music. Yeah. They don't respect it. That's the better way. They don't respect it as a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is how you see people just expecting to take your music for free 
and don't expect you to worry about it. It's like, yeah, it's my intellectual property, dude. I mean, that I, I am do something yeah. from creating that. Now, if I were a, a lawyer or a doctor, you would not balk at what I'm doing. That's because very in, true. Because in, That's very true. Because in your mind, I paid my dues. I've gone those necessary steps up that rung ladder to, you know, graduating from college, going to, to med school, taking your boards, doing your internship, whatever. And so you don't balk at what I make yeah. or, or demand after I've completed all those levels. You, you get it, yeah. right? Yeah. The musician could have been the doctor's roommate. Yeah. Yeah. In college practicing every time the guy, the other guy was studying or doing his, you know, medical research. And then he goes, both of them graduate. The doctor takes those steps like we just talked about. And meanwhile, I am out plying my wares, building my character, building my reputation, doing good work, practicing, honing my skills for the same amount of years as the physician. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of Let's say whatever it says, twelve years that the doctor has to go beyond for well, eight years beyond college. Yep. So four years of college and another eight of, of other work. I could be doing the same level of intense preparation and and training, but you don't respect what I've done because I'm just a musician, right? And not many people can do what a doctor can do because he's been trained. So you value that. But at the same time, if I weren't excellent, right? if Kirk wasn't excellent at what we do, we couldn't be separated yeah. from the masses. Because if everybody could do what we do, where is our value? Yeah, exactly. But not everybody can. And I have to, I almost have to take a hard line sometimes. Something, as a matter of fact, something just fell through that I was going to do in June. Okay. Because, because they just couldn't see why, why does it cost this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. That's, yeah. That is what it is. Now, we don't have to go any further. Yeah. I mean, that's why you, you put it in the contract. Look, there's a window of time that if you decide you don't want to do this, there is no penalty. Yep. But if you go beyond that time and then decide right. you don't want to do right. something, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you got to come up because you've made me block out that date. If some other work came to me, I said no to it because yeah. I already had you penciled in. Exactly. Right? So it's it's business, and you have to not be afraid to stand up for yourself. You and know, to, that's to a, have a level of standard. That's yeah. a great point. You know, I, I started concert promoting in 2019, okay? Mm. And I went into it thinking that I wanted not just to have a show, but to have my people who came to our events to have a quality experience, right? And so you have to understand that, like, there's things that I just don't do, like, and I'm not against people who do this, but I don't like to do house bands. I don't like to ha do house bands because I don't want the talent to be worried about, okay, I just met the saxophonist this morning, and did they, do they, did they go through the charts? Do they know my music? No, I want, that, I want that performer to be doing their thing and knowing that their guys are with them, and their guys know when they zig, they know how to zig with them, and they're, it's, it comes to the experience. And I always go to artists and say, okay, here's what, in an informed manner, here's what my budget is for this, right? right and right. you know, you, if, you, if you've been in it for a little while, you have a sense 
of where people are based on their experience and their and their and, and you know how long they've been doing it and how good they are and all that stuff. So you have a sense of where they are, but you can't expect a great show if you don't go in valuing the talent that you bring to the stage. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And unfortunately, brother, it is all too seldom. Yeah, that that anyone these yeah. days will pay to bring me and my band. Yeah, yeah. So that means that means at least five airplane tickets. Yeah. At least five hotel rooms. Yeah. Because we're grown people. Yeah. We don't we don't room together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are yeah. professional working people. And so, you know, the people who who are novices in, in promotion, yeah. I always take tender care and time with them because first of all, I want them to know how much I appreciate the yeah. fact, let's say it's just a, a person who has made a lot of money mm -hmm. uh, in their lives and they want to bring me to their city yeah. or they want to bring me to their, my God, backyard yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, that, that kind of money. Yeah. I, I always make sure I said, look, let's talk at you know at in detail yeah. about what this have you ever promoted before yeah. no no i said i just love you so much man i want to bring yeah. you I said, yeah yeah i mean hey listen first of all i get that i appreciate that but here is the real world stuff yeah yeah sound company yeah equipment yeah a man to sit at the boards you know the man yeah. to set up the equipment break down the equipment oh yeah airline flights hotel rooms food yep uh, and that has not yet included the performance fee. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is real out here, man. And promotion, I have the utmost respect for people who do promotion yeah. because it is a risky business. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Intensely risky. Yeah. And I try to be as, what's the word? I have to allow certain things sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. And I get it because I know that the promoter, is taking a big swing. Yeah, yeah. Because people don't pre-buy tickets, no. man. Not like you want them to. Nobody right. buys a ticket to a concert thirty days in advance, unless it's Beyonce or Jay Z. Right, or right, Jay right, or, right. You know, that, when you get to that level, people are not trying to wait mm -hmm. to get their tickets. But most people buy on the day of the show. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the day before. Yeah. They do this mad rush and they try and get tickets. And then you get calls. Hey, man, can you leave me a ticket? Up? Right, like, right. We've been selling tickets for six weeks. Uh huh. Right. So now you want us to stop everything we're doing and make sure I take care of you, man. Yeah. yeah. So I have a lot of respect, but I really do try and make novice promoters understand what this is. And I think that's what happened with the mm -hmm. thing that, that happened, uh, that didn't happen for June. Yeah, yeah. Is that once I really explained what it was, they were like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Didn't have any idea about that. But I know? respect so, yeah. that. I tell you, when I, my, after my, during my first event, Everett Harp was on the bill. And uh -huh. I did something that I just didn't know because it was my first time out. And I really appreciated the fact that when I said it to Everett that I was going to do it this way, it was against what his standard was. And he was really cool about it. And he pulled me aside and he said, hey, man, just so you know, this is how it typically goes down. OK, this is right. what we as artists expect in this part. You know, it was it was on the merch side. Right. 
And so I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, man. I, I didn't know. So we, we right. can make and that happen. And you never happen. know what you don't know. Exactly. You never know what you don't know. But I, I was so appreciative that he wasn't yelling or screaming. He was super chill about it. He pulled me aside. He didn't say it in front of people. And he said, hey, just so you know, man, this is how this usually goes. And I really appreciated that, you know. And so it's right. good that you have that kind of conversation with people so they do know and so they do learn, you know, so that they can go yeah. forward. They have it. It's all clear. So so right. 30 right. years in, how did this musical journey start for you? I know you come from a musical family. I know you all grew up in the church, you know, but how right. did this journey start for you where you had this inkling or feeling that, you know what, this is my path? <laughs> oh, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Woo. See, the reason I say that, right? I, ah, you said my path. If you hadn't said that, I would that would have been such an easier answer. <laughs> um, man, I hope I don't get emotional on this because last year, 20, 2021, yeah, was a seminal year. Okay, for me personally. Uh huh. I'm divorced. Okay. I I I, I got divorced in twenty eighteen. And I no longer live in the city that I lived in for the majority of my adult life, okay. which is where I, uh, we moved to, you know, once we got married. I was living in Chicago uh -huh. when we got married. And then we moved six months later, we moved to Nashville. Okay. And so I lived in Nashville for, my God, 20, 23 years. Okay. And I only lived in Memphis, my hometown, for 18. Wow. Before, you, yeah. know, you know, when you're growing up, yeah. you know, and then when you go to college. So I had outlived the time that I spent in Memphis, okay. in my hometown. So in 2020, uh -huh. I decided to come back to Memphis. Okay. So I've been here in Memphis now since 2020. All right. And 2021 came and a lot of stuff happened to me personally. Uh -huh. The Lord put me... And I never shy away from saying Jesus or the Lord or anything like yeah. that. So if you're, any of your listeners are not of that faith, please don't be offended yeah. because I'm not trying to offend you. I'm yeah. just speaking from the person that I am. Absolutely. Um, when 2021 came, I was put in a, I call it a season of solitude. Huh. I call it actually the beautiful season huh. because it was extraordinarily painful. Huh. Wow. Wow. And extraordinarily um clarifying yeah. for me. It made me confront myself. It made me answer to my mistakes, to my poor decisions in life. The, almost the entire year, at least nine months of it. Okay. Okay. And when I tell you that there was a time in the 20, in the summer of 2021, when I was lying in my bed about one o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm in literal anguish huh. tears in my eyes in my early 50s and i'm looking at the ceiling and i'm i, I don't know how to express the anguish mm -hmm. I, I was just miserable yeah and nothing around me was working nothing around me had panned out okay not even new relationships you know and so i was singularly alone. Uh -huh. I wasn't, well, let me put it like this. I looked up at the ceiling and I said, with tears in my eyes, yeah. I said, Lord, thank you 
for this pain. Yeah. I said, thank you for this pain. Because I know that if it's you, no, I, no, no. I, I said, thank you for this pain. And then I said, and make it hurt worse. Huh. Huh. Make it hurt even worse. Because I know that if it's you who breaks me. Yeah. It'll be you who puts me back together. All right. All right. And when you put things together, it's ready for display before the glue dries. Yes. Yes. And I said, so if if I welcome, because you're only doing this to teach me something. You're only doing this to make me better, stronger, more prepared for whatever you have for me. Yeah. So then if that's the deal, oh, I was like, bring it. Huh. Huh. Bring it because I know you. You're a God of abundance. So if you give me, let's say you give me 30 pounds of pain. Yeah. You're not a God who's just going to, when everything is said and done and it's time for the good stuff to come, you're not just going to give me 30 pounds of good to equal the 30 pounds of pain. You are a God of abundance. Yeah. yeah. You're going to give me more and such and such. And you're going to make my cup overflow. So if that's the case, man, give me more pain. I'll learn huh. from it. I'll hurt. Yeah, yeah. It ain't going to be fun. Yeah. But I'm willing to hurt because I trust you. Yeah. And I believe you. And if it's you doing it, man, I can't wait to see what it is you do with me. After I have learned what it is you want me to learn, yeah. after you have brought me to the other side of through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that moment, because I was asking him why this and why that. Yeah. Man, he told me that music was not my purpose. Huh, huh. Brother, when I tell you I was devastated 30 years in now you tell me that you never intended for me to try to make a living uh-huh. from music you intended for me to use the gift certainly yes at any pro- appropriate moment in time in my life yes add that gift to what it is i want you to do yeah but i said why would you why would you let me believe that? Why would you do this to me? That's what I mm-hmm, said. Mm-hmm. I said, why would you do this to me? And it was almost as if God said, oh, hold on. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no. He said, you want to know why it happened? I was like, yeah. He said, because you never asked. Me. Ah, okay. All right. He said, you never came to me, Kevin, yeah. when you decided to set out on this musical path. Uh-huh. You just assumed because it was easy, because it because it came to you so organically, yeah. so naturally, because yeah. it was the family business to a degree, uh-huh. that and, and preaching. Yeah. Because of that, you just figure, well, this must be what God wants me to do, so I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Uh-huh. And he said, I was just sitting there waiting on you to check in with me for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And ask me, is this the path you want me to take? And I would have told you then. No. Wow. No. So, but you didn't. So So you're a free moral agent and I'll yeah. let you go. Okay. Okay. First of all, that is one of the coolest beauty for ashes stories I've ever heard. One. <laughs> and two, so what is purpose for you then? 
I'm glad you asked. Yeah. So in in that same week, I have a mentor. He's an older gentleman. He's a pastor mm -hmm. who lives in Nashville. And I was talking to him, and he could tell I was just yeah. down, man. Yeah. I was, oh, Lord, I was, I was, I, my lady was gone, and yeah, you know, I was just down, brother. So I said, well, I said, well, man, maybe I, you know, I, I've been thinking about trying this. I'm talking about, you know, business uh -huh. uh, adventures now. Okay, well, I'm, I'm thinking about trying this. Oh, I ain't no uh, maybe I can do that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm saying, and I was just all over the place because I was desperate. Yeah. To do something. Yeah. I was desperate to figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. And like I said, he's a pastor. Uh -huh. he, he's super, super, super chill, super calm. I'm going through all these machinations. Of, and what, and what uh -huh. about me? And he said, what's that in your hand? What? I'm, not, I'm on the phone. Uh -huh. I'm not in his presence. Okay. He's like, what's that in your hand? I go, what do you mean what's that? And then, and then I, it just hit me like a light. Exodus 4 and 2, when God was talking to Moses. Uh-huh. And he asked Moses, what is that in your hand? Huh. And Moses said, a rod? You mean this rod, this staff? Uh-huh. He said, throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground. It turned right. into a serpent. Right. Moses ran away. He came, God called him back. He said, now pick it up by the tail. He picked it up by the tail and immediately turned back into a staff. Uh -huh. And if you think of Moses today, yeah, you think of him with that staff. You sure do. You sure do. So God's question was, what's that in your hand? It meant you've already got everything you need to do what I'm having you do. Huh. Wow. That rod separated the Red Sea. That was his main purpose to lead the Hebrews out of Egypt. So he already had the staff. He already had the tool yeah. that he needed to accomplish the work that God wanted him mm -hmm, to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So when I thought about what he asked me, and, and I said, oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying my gift is already present. Yeah. I just need to use it yeah. in a certain way. Okay, okay. So what it is, and it's not all sexy and it's not all like glamorous, but it is yeah. purpose. And I am so hyped about it. Cool. It is. I am supposed to be an inspirational slash motivational speaker. Okay. 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 And that is my purpose, man. Like yeah. Tony Robbins and Les Brown, and you know, all of those guys. That's my lane, brother. Yeah. And I, because, because I have dealt with low self-esteem. Yeah. Okay. For years. Uh-huh. I no longer deal with it. Yeah. And now I want to focus on youth, particularly minority youth. Yeah. Anybody of any age, let me say that. Yeah. That I can help. That's who I want to help. But my focus is on minority youth, man, because who these young these young boys and girls have familial and environmental situations. No doubt about it. That I don't envy. Yeah. And they don't have anybody giving them any positive reaffirmation, yeah. affirmation. Yeah. And I want to be the person who looks them in their eye and tells them, even if your mama cusses you every day, if she tells you you ain't blank and you ain't never going to be blank and you don't even know who your daddy is and there is no positive 
anything in your life, look at me and listen to me. Because if you hear what I'm telling you and, and you listen to what I'm telling you, I will change your life. Yeah. Not me, Kevin, but God working through me. Yes. You're right. And I, and I'll be doing this not under the auspices of ministry or as an, as a minister, which I am licensed. Yeah. I am a licensed minister, but I don't want to have that be a barrier between me going into somebody's school yeah. and, and having them think I'm about to preach. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm just saying that it won't be Kevin yeah. that is transforming them. Yeah. It'll be the spirit that God puts in me to transform these young people's lives. And, and I need to be able to visit that same school or that same boys club or mm-hmm. girls club, whatever, I need to be able to come more than once. I need to have a series of yeah. visits because I need to build a rapport and they need to learn to trust me yeah. because you can't change a kid's life by telling them a good thing once. You're right. That's so true. That is so true. You, you got to build it, man. You got to let them know that hey, Reverend Kevin is coming this week. Yeah. Reverend Kevin is coming. He's going to, I can't wait to see because he always makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they don't even need to say it like that. I just need to know that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they let, if they listen to me, man, if they listen to anybody that says positive things, you know, they want to hear more. Absolutely. Is it their kids? Yeah. They want to hear more of that. And that's what I'm trying to do. Well, that is my mission. That is my purpose. And even though I just dropped a brand new CD, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have put music in the right place. Yeah. I will still perform. I will yeah. still write and release music. I will still travel. But it will be around my purpose, that's not fantastic. instead of That's fantastic. Man, good yeah. for you. I mean, I can't, you, one, I can't think of a more important thing to be doing right now, which is pouring into the lives of young people because our young people need it so much. And that's one of the reasons I started this, our festival is that, you know, our proceeds go to scholarships and to send disadvantaged kids to music camps. And we donate to uh, an organization that is trying to mitigate the effects of childhood of radiation treatment on childhood cancer patients. Our young people are dying on the vine out here and they don't have enough people who are taking time to say, one, I care about you. Two, let me take your hand and work with you through whatever it is you're going through. And all of us who have in any way, shape, or form succeeded, we had help. You know, nobody gets there by themselves. And so I applaud you because it takes a lot to be able to say, you know what? I've been doing this all of my life and this thing that I thought was what I'm supposed to be doing. Now I'm going to switch gears and now I'm going to, now I'm going to work towards a higher calling, man. I applaud you for that because a lot of people wouldn't do it. A lot of people could have heard that voice and said, yeah, I get to that later. You know? Right. Well, I don't look at it like, you know, I got all the time in the world. I don't even want to look at it like that. I want to yeah, hurry up and get started, man. I want to hurry up. Yeah, I'd, so, you know, the company will be officially, I mean, I've already, you know, I have okay. my, my LLC and all of that. But as far as me going wide with it, you know, with my website and all of that, yeah. I have not done so yet. The name of the company, well, should I even give that right now? Because I don't want to. Okay. Okay. I won't okay. Right okay. Now, but I'll let yeah, you know please when, I'll do. let you know when it's time. But but there is, you know, you can follow me on uh on Facebook, on on 
Instagram, yeah, Kevin yeah. Hoylam Music is Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Twitter, which I rarely use. I got to change that. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok yet. But, yeah, just, just right. Google my name and then look for all those yes. little icons, you know, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> and LinkedIn, and, uh, and you'll find me. And, but just, you know, I'm really, really excited yeah, about tell. it, brother. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's what, I'm serious. It, it, it is the yeah, energy absolutely. that you feel. Absolutely. What you feel right now is me yeah. thinking about that and planning on that. Yeah, you know? that's so, all right, yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have come to that point in your life. Um, I'm so glad that, yeah, looking at you and hearing you talk about it, it's evident that, man, it was a – it was a transformational time for you and that it really, the, but you, it's like you're glowing, man. Like, you know, and that's a beautiful thing to know. This is why right now I know why God put me here and I'm going to walk in that. That's a cool thing. I'm also glad, I'm also glad you're going to continue to do music, man, too, because that, you know, that's uh, knowing your purpose and having a skill set that will tie into your ability to talk to people and to, to reach these young people to say, here's where I've been and here's what I've experienced. So we're glad you're going to keep making music, man. So let's, let's listen to some of your music. In fact, why don't we take a listen to this is, I love her just the way I am. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about about it. You want to play it first. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's a song that, outlines the, the the battles that can take place between two different people who are in a in a relationship uh one person is creative the other person is not so much the other person needs to know hey first and uh-huh. the 15th are coming we got to take care of that we got to take care of that the other person is busy thinking about you know with their head in the clouds and you know thinking all these these macro thoughts and the other person is thinking these these micro thoughts right so that's not an easy thing when one person is a creative spirit and the other person is a, uh, has a spirit of stability, you know, and, and yep. linear thinking and that kind of thing. So that song is, uh, it is like, you know, I love her just the way I am means I can't change, yeah, but I yeah, love her. Anyway. All right. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that, that I, that this, is the case yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. Case. well there's a lot of relationships like that um so i i know how that is so let's listen to i love her just the way i am she'll never change me although she should i'll never stay the same i wish i could but uh, see life for me is a music till my last breath constant battles of when and how I can't explain it honey I'm busy now see life for me is a music till my last <sighs> all for music music for all I don't believe in crystal balls 
All or nothing, it's all a sham. I love her just the way I am. One thing that I want to say That's for 20 years all I wanted Was to be this way I'll risk it all for this music That God put deep inside Put them all down, each idea, yes. And every time I write one, I say, yeah, see, this song is going to do it here. I'll risk it all for the music. I mean, hey, I've done it before. All for music, music for all. I don't believe in crystal balls. All or nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, it's all a sham, 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 sham. I love her just the way I am. I've lost my mind Her perception's reality But she thinks I'm my state of mind She thinks I know What I'm trying to find Yes I know she thinks That I just don't give a damn I love her just the way I am Right back where I started. 
That was today's guest, Kevin Whalen, with I Love Her Just the Way I Am. So talk to me about your process for making music. Like, how does that all start and how does that work for you? Like, it's different for pe- different people, right? Do you start with something inspired you or do you start with, man, I've always thought about X, Y, or Z? Or how does it what happen for you? Well, different things at different times. Uh, it's certainly the spark has mm-hmm. to be inspiration. And normally it, you know, it, for instance, uh, I was inspired to write, uh, day before yesterday, because whenever I listened to uh-huh. Donald Fagan, uh, or when he was, you yeah. know, when Steely Dan slash Donald Fagan, really the same thing. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. inspired. I mean, I'm inspired to to write, to create, because he just was always outside the box. He was always his chord changes, Mm -hmm. his lyrical content is insane. And and it makes you go deeper. It makes you want to do better, dig deeper. Uh, Uh Take six inspires me to write Uh, a bunch of people inspire me. But I normally start on the musical side. I normally start hearing a bass line. The, a bass line is like my okay. ground floor. And if I can build the bass line, then the okay. chords write themselves because I just yeah. think that way. Uh, sometimes uh, I start yeah. with a rhythm pattern, a drum pattern, just uh, hearing this pattern in my head that I go, okay, well, since I can't shake this and yeah. it's day number eight, it must be, <laughs> it must be something yeah. I need to write. Uh, and I'll start from there, and then I'll find the bass line that, that works for that rhythm. Uh, sometimes I write the lyric with no bass line, no mm-hmm. melody, nothing. I just A lyric comes to me, yeah. say, in poem form, uh, and, and I am triggered by something, you know, Stevie saying or something yeah, Sting yeah. saying, or, and, and I'm, I'm given to, to try and be more. Oh, Michael yeah, Franks. Yeah is one of my yeah, favorite lyricists because he writes about things that aren't generic. He, he, you know, we all know the, the love songs, We all know the breakup songs, We all know that you did me wrong songs and all of that. But this dude, <laughs> it's just, he just thinks differently. He has a lyric that is uh, from a song called Sunday okay. morning here with you. Right. It's your kiss is made of orange uh. marmalade. Apple blossoms, toast, and tea. I cannot think of any place I'd rather be. My sleepy friend, I always want to spend Sunday morning here with you. I cannot think of anything I'd rather do. And I'm just like, see, I mean, that's just, that's as clean and fresh and and artistic, clever as anything I can think of. 
And that kind of lyricism, I think I got into him when I was like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10, you know, and I just, I mean, these kinds of things you don't know are affecting your future. And you don't know that they are shaping the things that you yourself will like musically. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Stevie. I was listening to Donny Hathaway, Ray Charles, uh, Sliding Family Stone, oh, Larry yeah. Graham yeah. at Graham Central Station, Parliament, Parliament Bootsy, um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, My Lord, uh, yeah. and Steely Dan, that's, that's some good Al and then later... Later on, it was, you know, like Michael Jackson and people like that. But I just, you know, I've always had a breadth of appreciation musically. And I think a lot of that has to do with growing up in Memphis because Memphis Mm -hmm. had it all. And and some of the cats were local. Al Green is still here. I mean, come on. I mean, that's Al freaking Green, (laughs) whose music is ubiquitous (laughs) around the world, man. So... I got I, the 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 gumbo yeah. that I lived in. I was you know, anything was open to me. It wasn't just I know people. I know youngsters now who have never listened with any kind of focus to anything yeah, yeah, other than yeah, rap. Yeah, anything. They don't even. Yeah, they're like Ugh. you know, it's like if it's got song, if it's got chords and a guitar and mm-hmm, a, a bridge, mm-hmm. for God's sake, yeah. they don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know, they wouldn't know yeah, what to yeah, do. Yeah, right, with right, right. <laughs> You know, I'm like most of y'all are here because of Luther Van. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? So, so what are you yeah. like? You know, when it's performance time, just before you walk out on that stage, how how what are you, what's going through your head and your heart? What are you thinking? Okay, I'm just ready. I don't get tense. I don't get uptight. I don't you know start treating people differently. I do like okay. to be alone. I mean, for the last maybe. Last okay. maybe five minutes before I go out. You don't have to leave yeah. me alone for an hour, but give me five okay. minutes to myself yeah. so I can pray and kind of make sure I'm on point. Do some vocal warm ups, um, you know, and just really make go over, you know, go over whatever it is we just said we decided we were going to do uh, mm-hmm. arrangement wise. You know, make sure I remember my cues and uh, you know I'm supposed to look at so and so at this point, and then we're going to do yeah, that. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You know, I just need a minute to do some housekeeping. But when it, when they say my name and I walk out there, yeah. let's, let's yeah. do this, man. It's, All right. We're about to make it happen, you know. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not real different uh, before I go out. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So, Kevin, we have this segment that we like to do on the show, and it's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So if you if you bout it, it's something doubt that it. you're okay. down with. If you doubt it, it's something you're not quite feeling. Can we can we get you can can we get you to roll <laughs> okay. with us I'm on that one today? <laughs> well, I'll see how okay, I will. See. All right, let's do it. I started this body body body. Body. If you body, get him up. I mean, you body body. That I mean, you body. body. We say you body body. Uh, I represent. I doubt it. So what we're going to do, Kevin, is we're going to spin our wheel, and we're going to get you a category, and then we're going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, okay? All right. All right, cool. All right, Kevin, your your category today is fashion, okay? Oh, okay. So about it or doubt it, cowboy boots? Uh, doubt it. Doubt it. Okay, okay, okay. Is it the style? Is it the look? Is it just not your thing? Or 
well, I like boots, just not cowboy boots. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Feel you. Okay. Well, let's do one more then. How about bout it or doubt it? Three piece suits. Bout it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, they're making a comeback, man. Over the last few years, you know, the vests are becoming popular again, and so especially, especially if you if the vest is of a different texture and color than the yes, suit. Yes. Please, yes. Yes. That's yeah. a nice look. That's a nice look. Yeah. So I can tell you're a man who's about his fashion because I, you know, like I'm, you know, the, our fans can't see you, but I can see you when you got on this super nice shirt and you got the watch and everything. So is that one of your, is that one of your, uh, one of your guilty pleasures? It isn't to, uh, to be okay. honest with you. I don't do a lot of shopping. I mean, yeah, when okay. it's time, when it's time, yeah. I will try and, and, and go the extra mile. I have nice things in my closet, but I really only wear them on stage. I don't I don't wear that kind of stuff around town. Yeah. Um but it's not a, it's not beneath me to do that. Yeah. I will I will if the event warrants it. But normally I'm in somebody's t shirt, uh -huh. jeans or, you know, some sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, and some comfortable shoes, brother. So I mean go. that that's pretty much it. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Well, well, let's take a listen to some more of his music, everybody. Kevin, tell us about this song, Simply Beautiful. Well, like I mentioned before, man, that's Al Green, brother. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That is the high, what do you call it, the, the, the high patriarch of music here yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. So uh, we, I, I, I've recorded this a couple of times. The first time, okay. check this out, you know who Wendy Moten is. Oh, I do. Absolutely. And, you know, from the voice and whatnot. Well, I have yes. known Wendy because she's from Memphis. I have known Wendy since 1982. Uh-huh. And uh, she went to this performing arts high school here. And I went to a different high school. But we all met because we would audition for a thing called All West Tennessee Chorus. Huh. And then you would audition after that for All State Chorus. Okay. And we would we would both be, you know, students that, that made uh, good on those attempts. And we would meet up and all of us would rehearse and sing a big all West Tennessee chorus concert and all yeah. state chorus concert. So I've known her forever. She's always been a beast. And um, we, we would be texting throughout the run of the voice. And I was like, you are just giving them a, just a little bit of what uh -huh. you can do. Huh. But so we, we recorded uh, Simply Beautiful together as a duet. Yeah. Uh, in 2015. 14 okay 2014 okay. i think it was so it's available it's online if you type it in kevin williams wendy moton simply yeah. beautiful you can buy it but i wanted to do another version for this live uh concert which i told yeah. you i didn't know was being recorded mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh i just wanted to to pay pay homage to al again and yeah. i love it man i i mean i'm proud of this record but i love al green so much I just wanted to say hi to him, you know, That's in my right. own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all right. Well, everybody, this is Simply Beautiful by Kevin Whalem. If I gave you my love, I'd tell you what I do. I'd expect a whole lot of love out of you. Got to be good to me I'm gonna be 
All right, everybody. Again, that was our guest today, Mr. Kevin Whalem, with his rendition of, of Al Green's Simply Beautiful. So you've collaborated quite a bit with your brother um, and lots of others, but you know, I have I have brothers myself, and I couldn't really imagine myself working with my brothers because we're so different, right? Okay. How is it? How is it when you collaborate with your brother versus collaborating with some of the other artists that you work with? Well, it's my well, you know, it's it's much much smoother and easier. Okay. Not that it's difficult with anybody else, but yeah, uh, we just have defined roles, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He will never not be my big brother. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to take a back seat uh, okay. to to much of what he thinks is a good idea. You know, yeah. now there are times when I'm like, dude, I'm not feeling that. I mean, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it is what it is, and he understands. Yeah. I don't think he's offended by that. But so when, when we get together, like for instance, uh, he trusts me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he trusts that that I'm going the the uh, gospel according to jazz series yes. that, oh, that Kirk very has that, that very yeah that very successful series that he created I've been a part of since the first one mm-hmm. and he allowed me to choose the songs that mm-hmm. would be covered on that record wow so I chose you know wade in the water right that yeah. went into motherless child yeah. as a medley so you know he allows me uh, from like for for instance, when we did uh, chapter three and we did the the duet with Layla, uh, mm-hmm. Make Me a Believer, the the uh, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross tune oh, that yeah. he did with uh, Gregory Hines, or no no with uh, no that was a, that that was a different song that was Mesa that I did that duet with but but okay. but the song that that Make Me a Believer that that Luther yeah. recorded, I just said man that would be such a great song to do because the the title already lends itself. Absolutely. To where to where we're going with it, but he always allows me to do the rewrite, okay, of the lyric so that it works and fits. So I rewrote the wow. lyric of of "Make Me a Believer," and it you know it's a perfect fit for what we're trying to say at all times. Yeah. And I I appreciate the fact that he trusts me to find the right vehicle, song wise, mm-hmm. uh, to fit on on different records. So there's a level of trust. There's a level of, of I, we kind of know who where where we're going. And yeah, when he turns yeah. left, uh, you know, I'm right there. When I turn right, he's right there. When That's we're on cool. stage performing together, it is just you know sometimes we we go off on these tangents and we leave the band out of it. You know, we mm-hmm. pretty much shut them down at the end of the song. And Kirk and I just go on this spree, just he and yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we just it's the two of us. And we're just boom, bam, boom, bam, bam. And the band is just watching. They're just sitting there watching. Uh-huh. They're playing. They're, just, they're, they're part of the audience, you know. So, But he and I really have a a great working relationship. Yeah. Um, I don't tour with him as, as much as I used to. I'm doing something uh-huh. with him uh, April 30th in, in okay. uh, Car- Carson, California. Okay. At, at Dignity Health Sports Park, I think, is the name uh-huh. of it. Forgive me if it isn't, yeah, but that, I know it's April 30th. And okay. um, so, yeah, it, it's just, you know, he's my brother. He's, he's my, my man. And, and we have another brother, our oldest brother, Ken, Kenneth, uh-huh. uh, who is the pastor of the church that my father pastored. Okay. okay. Uh, for, for 30 some odd years. So, yeah. 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 We're brothers, man. And we, yeah. we, we're going down with the ship. 
That's good. That's all right. That's all right. So what about hobbies outside of, of music and building your, um, your business now? What, what are things that you enjoy doing to, to get away and give yourself a break? Yeah, well, not there hasn't been a lot of that over the past couple of years. Pandemic, yeah. pandemic has yeah, taken true. a lot of that away. So I haven't gone fishing okay. in a long okay. time. I haven't played golf uh-huh. in a long time. But when things are, you know, before before the pandemic, those were regular activities. I okay. love to fish. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love it. I mean, when I tell you. Good. I, Crappie fishing, man, is like that's just that is the best thing in the world. Not only because okay. you're catching things, but you you're catching dinner. There's something yeah. beautiful about not having to pay for your dinner that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you catch I enough you. fish, you can feed the neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know, so uh, I love it, man. There's something about watching what that something that you offer, yeah, be accepted by this fish, and then t- trying to take it away from you. Uh-huh. And you said, no, nah, Jack, you got to come with me, yeah. you know, and it, it's something about the moment of contact that sends a signal to your brain. It's like playing golf and hitting the ball square in the club. Yeah. You know, yeah. that transfer of energy to your brain is like, oh, yes, that's yeah. what I need in my life. Let's do that's that again. Right. So that's kind of what fishing is. It's that same transfer of energy when he takes the bait. Cool. Cool. So. Are you a person that are you like? Well, I'm asking. Let me ask you another question. First concert. Do you remember the first concert you you went to see? Mm-hmm. Who was uh, it? Well, be, let's be fair. I was taken because okay. I, that, I I didn't have a choice. I was so little that that my folks insisted that my brothers take me. So I didn't. I don't remember much about it. So I never okay. talk about it. Uh, it was Michael Jackson, Jackson Five. Okay. In the like early seventies, early uh-huh. to mid seventies. So I was there, but I was so little, I couldn't see people were screaming. I had never uh-huh. been in that kind of environment. So that was technically the first concert. The okay. first concert I went to, and I knew what was going on, and I was the, I wanted to go, uh, was Rufus and Shaka Khan, 1976. Right. 1976, man. Uh-huh. Shaka Khan is one of the finest women I have ever seen in my yep. life. And I she was so three. fine back then. Ten, brother. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness! And I was nine years old, dude. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness! And that was when she was wearing the 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 midriff thing. Oh with yeah, the, with the shingles and mm-hmm. oh man, Shaka, brother. And she was singing the paint off the off the wall. Yeah, all right. So yeah, that's my first concert, Rufus with Shaka Khan. That's all right. That's all right. When you when you go, are you are you able to go to shows now and enjoy them, or do you go? Are you analyzing or? Hmm. I don't tend. I don't tend to analyze. I tend to just let it let it be and enjoy it. Good. Good. Um, but yeah, I try to get out. Man, I used to get out more in, in Nashville than I've gotten out here. Again, okay. when I moved home, we was we were square in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So there just wasn't a lot to do, and I'll I'll, I'll admit to having that itch to get back uh-huh. out uh in the next uh in probably in the next month is to okay. start getting back out and and doing more you know spectating yeah uh yeah. but yeah man we got we had some spots in nashville that i used to hit all the time you know layla all would right. come to, layla would come to town uh uh-huh. at like city winery or something and i would go and hang yeah, yeah i love live shows man because there are so many talented people out here 
really are. You oh, really many are. times. Yeah. yeah, and they're getting younger. If you if you stay online long enough, you, your spirit will be broken. Cause, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. There, there, there are ten year olds, dude, that are doing things. You sitting there going, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what is it that? is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Easy yeah. right here, you know. So now, nah, but I'm happy to see it because it, it needs to carry on. It Excellence does. needs to be carried forward. I no cannot watch it. Esperanza Spalding enough. I can't watch her enough. Yeah. Yeah. She, Esperanza is I, oh man she is so good at what she, she does is. and she believes in music she believes in high art yeah and, yeah. and, and she makes you settle down yeah and accept this offering mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she just mm-hmm. does a different thing and she's a masterful performer yeah. she's, she's oh my god yeah I think that's one of the things you taught. You touched on it earlier. You, you you were talking about with with your organic music, you know, project that, you know, that no. When you go to a live show, it's always very different than that super polished version of what you get on a recording, right? Right. And there is there's something just special about that. And particularly too, when you go like, like I went to a show a couple of years ago, not expecting anything. I went to see John Mayer. My wife loves John Mayer. I've listened to his music, but I had never been to one of his shows. So I took my wife to a show and I tell you, I'm sitting in that show and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, I am watching probably one of the best, one of the five best guitar players on this planet right now. Yes, sir. And I, and I didn't, I didn't go in expecting that. But mm-hmm. I went in, and I'm at that show, and I'm thinking to myself, "This cat is unreal. <laughs> this is. cat is unreal," you know. Yeah. And so that's what I love about live shows, man. You just, you always, yeah. it's like Easter eggs, right? You, you find a little nugget here, a little nugget over there that you weren't expecting to find. It's cool. right, it's right. Cool. And yeah. one of my top three musical influences. First of all, I would say the top three would be Bill Withers. Yes. Uh, Nat King Cole, uh-huh. Ray Charles, I got a top four now. So, and James Taylor. That that's yeah. really the point that yeah. I was trying to make. James yeah. Taylor for me, whew, he is as close to lyrical and chordal perfection, yeah, as I can. The melodies the man plays while he is singing a different rhythmic counterpoint yeah it's like he's got two different brains he's playing something that is completely antithetical to the rhythm that he is singing to the mm-hmm. rhythmic pattern that he sings yeah he he blows my mind with that yeah and because i know it's not easy but he makes it look like like it's as organic as breathing so yeah. when when you hear uh you know like i did um don't let me be lonely tonight yes, on, the, on yes. the new record. I, I pretty much try and tip my hat to him yeah. in every performance that I do. That's cool. That's I think cool. he is one of the, he is part of the American fabric. Man. Yeah. He's no part of the lexicon. That. He is. He, that guy is amazing. And I have reverence for him. And he is a huge musical influence. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's listen to another one of your songs, but from from one of those people you just mentioned. Talk to us about your re- remake of Bill Withers' classic, Who Is He and What Is He to You? First of all, 
is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the original yes. is hilarious. And see, Bill Withers, the thing that, that, that attracted me to his music when I was a kid, and I didn't know this until later because I didn't know these terms until later, but his music is unapologetically masculine. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just is a dude who who is telling you a story about being a dude. Yeah. And this is what happened. This is how it happened. This is how I feel about it. Take it a leap. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Nutshell, man. And yeah. I never had the, the, the pleasure to meet him. And it's one of my, you know, great. I know his daughter. Okay. But I never got a chance to meet him in person. But when I tell you, brother, that dude drives me. His spirit drives me. Yeah. The way he wrote drives me. So this song is about, you know, it speaks for itself, but, you know, about a guy with his girl walking down the street and another guy is coming the other way and they pass uh, they pass each other and his wife sort of, well, his woman sort of looks down, you know, as if <laughs> she don't want to acknowledge this guy that's passing her and Bill t- picked up on it, right? So he's like, uh-huh. who is he? And what is he to you, right? So right, it's funny. Right. It's funny from that point. But my favorite part of the song is when he—it's like a quasi curse word, right? Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That gummit. That's, uh-huh. that's the word uh-huh. that he uses. That's that. That's that West Virginia coming out of him. But when he said that gummit, he put an, an extra syllable at the end of. It. He said uh-huh. that gummit tough. Tough. Uh-huh. You put that tough on it, man. It just makes it. <laughs> It just makes it so cool to me, man. Oh. That gum it tough. So I don't ever sing it without that tough there you on the go. end of it. So yeah, that's that's who is he, man. It's such a great song. All right, well, let's take a listen. A man we passed just tried. Step me down, you know. And when I looked at you, you looked at the ground. Yeah, I knew something was up. You know what I don't know who he is, but I think that you do. <laughs> here come, here come now. That gummit, who is he and what? Is a he to you? And something in my heart and in your eye tells me he's not someone just passing by. So now check it out. And when you cleared your throat, was that your cue? <laughs> that gummit, who is he and what is a he to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now when I add the sum of you and me, you see, you and me, I get confused and I keep Coming up with three That ain't right You're too much For one man But not enough for two 
that gummita Who is he and what is a he to you? See, well you tell me men don't have much intuition My lord, is that what you really think in love? Or are you wishing? Now here come your best advice, now y'all better listen to me Before you wreck your old home, be certain of the new. That gummit, who is he and what is a he to you? That gummit, who is he and what is a he to you? I think I need a little help on that gummit. I think I need a little help, sir. That gummita, who is he and what is a he to you? You can't get, you can't forget the tongue. Now you gotta hit the tongue. Here we go, here we go. That gummita, ah, who is he and what is a he to you? That gummita, who is he and what is a he to you? Come on with the that gummita. Come on, everybody. That gummita, who is he and what is a he to you? That's your brand new cuss word. That's not a cuss word. That's it. Now put that in your vocabulary. That gummita, who is he and what is a he to you? That gummita, who is he and what is a he? All right, everybody, that was Kevin Whalen with Who Is He and What Is He to You? And Kevin, so I have a couple questions I love to ask all of our guests, okay? One of them is you started telling us about your favorite artists. What are your top three albums of all time? Oh, dude, you could have sent me this on email and given (laughs) given me time to pare the list down. (laughs) <laughs> Man, in the moment, come on. This will change tomorrow, but I'll answer okay. it today because All right. these will That's probably cool. be the albums that come forth today. Oh, Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah, that's classic. Steely Dan's Asia. Yeah, another classic. Oh, my goodness. Earth, Wind, and Fires. Um, God, they got so many. I could say In the Stone. I could say, uh, wait, is In the Stone the name of the whole record? Or was that a song on the record? Yeah, whatever sure. whatever that album is with In okay. the Stone on it, I think this guy has got to be. I think it's In the Stone. All if right. it's not All in All, it's In the Stone. But yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are the three that come to mind today. It Can Change in a Heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, understand, understand. But those are all pretty good ones. Those are all pretty good ones. Yeah. Another question for you that I love to ask all of our guests is: you can ha- you're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people you want to invite, living or deceased. Who's coming to your dinner party, and what's on the menu? Jesus. Yeah. Bill Withers. Uh huh. Ooh, and just for the the contrast, <laughs> for the conversation at the table. Uh huh. Malcolm X. So I oh, got yeah. Jesus, 
Jesus right here, Malcolm X right there. Uh-huh. Woo, my goodness. And let, let Malcolm tell him uh, about Allah and have Jesus uh-huh. go. I got you. Um, <laughs> um, what's on the menu? Yeah. What, whatever they want. I mean, I would have uh, everything from gumbo, uh-huh. which I think is appropriate for that table because it's, it's a mix. Uh, gumbo, I would have chili. Uh-huh. Uh I would actually have hot wings because I just love hot wings. I would All have right. uh, I would have <laughs> steak from my favorite restaurant, and I would have seafood from my favorite restaurant. Um, I can't. I, I don't know what seafood. Just seafood. You know, yeah, butter yeah. and garlic and and cream sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that. I, you can't ask me these questions without me knowing what's coming. I, I just I, I do poorly hey, at this kind of stuff. It, but. it sounds like a good dinner party to me, though. Cool. Good, yeah, I'm glad. Good conversation. Probably be some great songs that came out of that dinner party, too. And right, so, right. yeah, that sounds and like some, a great dinner some, party. And some, uh, some butter rolls. Hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. Dinner See, rolls. My, my, my my mama's from Jackson, Tennessee, so I know about the butter roll. So Man, what? You got to sop it up. That. You got to sop, you gotta have some collard greens or some, or some turnips on there. There you go. With the with the rutabagas or turnips uh, chopped up in them. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, you can yeah. Ooh, dude, you make me hungry. <laughs> well, Kevin, man, I wanna thank you for taking time to hang out with us today, man. We have enjoyed this conversation. Everybody, make sure you go out and you get yourself a copy of Organic Music. I promise you it will be a good investment, not just a, not just a CD. It's an investment because you will enjoy it thoroughly. Kevin, tell us what else you got going on in 2022. Well, this company uh, is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So that's really my the focus that I will have, the number one focus that I will have yeah. for the rest of this year. Um Beyond that, I'll probably squeak out another record before the All right. end of the year. All right, and it, it, it won't be it won't be like this one. It'll have the full shebang going, you know, all of yeah. that stuff. But right. I, I've got some songs that I need to get out of me. All right, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. good. Well, man, we wish you nothing but continued success, and we so appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, everybody, we want to make sure you get your tickets now for the 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, August 26th and 27th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, featuring Bob James, Najee, Alex Bunyon, Adam Hawley, Gabriella Anders, Vandell Andrew, and more. Tickets are on sale now at freshcoastjazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.